0: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
1: What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat. We're not doing any of that this week, Sean. It's a big week, okay?
2: What we did there, we laid a rug underneath the audience, (laughs) and then we pulled that rug from under you.
1: Like if we gave you a planet, and then pulled said metaphorical rug. Sean, sorry, just to to let everyone know, I'm joined as always by... By my partner and cravis Sean, Sean me and that's um, fair
2: of house me and we
1: of house of house me. Um, I've been there, lovely spot. Uh, decor <laughs> needs some work. So oh, if this we had is,
2: just moved in and then the pandemic <laughs> hit, okay. <laughs> um,
1: so um, this is Movie Mondays, and it's a very special spoiler-filled review episode of um, a movie review. Sean, we're yes. not talking any movie news this week. It's movie news free. We get to go all in for I don't know how long this episode's going to be. As long as it
2: needs to be, Connor.
1: As long as it needs to be. Um, and this week we are going to be reviewing Dune. (laughs) Yes,
2: Dune, 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 Dune. (laughs) Thank you, Dune, um, Dune,
1: Dune. A movie that has been in the works for many years, um, and for a lot of for a lot of those years, everyone's kind of like, "What the fuck is this going to be about?" Obviously, there was the books many years ago. There was even a a movie in 1984, Sean, everyone loves and enjoys. David Lynch's
2: Perfection, that is, June 1984. He didn't read the books before he made it. Uh, He
1: turned down Star Wars and said he was going to make that. That might...
2: Actually make the the Patreon hat at some point, (laughs) is that that June Don't make
1: me do that. Oh, I'm (laughs) going to make make you do it.
2: I watch Mighty Ducks, I watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, (laughs) I'm owed something.
1: (laughs) I watch National Treasure.
2: Yeah, you're welcome.
1: (laughs) World. So, Sean, how our spoiler reviews normally work for if this is your first episode is we normally just kind of go, not scene by scene, but in a general we go in a sequence of the film itself, because it's, yeah. we could just pick random scenes, but it's easier in context if we just go, this builds to this, kind of thing.
2: That's the thing, and like I, I feel like the context talk helps us to even... You remember more of how you felt watching it, I think, that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Which I think it, yeah. that's really important for a movie, is how did it make you feel while you watched it?
1: And so, that is going to be my opening question, Sean, but a bit of context... You have, of course, read the books.
2: Five books deep I, at the minute.
1: <laughs> I, that's pretty big. I have not read any of the books. So i we are two different ends of the spectrum coming into yeah. this film. And I think that's important because, I mean, you're going to have people that have read the books and you're going to have people that don't know anything about this world other than their friend kind of giving them a run-through, like you do to me, go, there's this spice, it's on this planet, they're going there, there's a whole family, there you go, off you go yourself. (laughs)
2: Exactly, and like, it's very important for this movie as well, and look, it, it, it did recently get confirmed for a sequel, which I'm delighted about, but I think a lot of this movie, it's a balance between, like, pleasing people who have read the books and having, like, a broad appeal. Like that, yeah. and that's a tough fucking line to walk,
1: especially for something like this. Because I see, I I've seen so many people be like, "Oh, this is highbrow." Like this is, I was, I even read like this is Star Wars for adults, and I'm like, I think Star Wars is for everyone. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, but I do feel like this has a harder line to go along because. As much as it is similar in terms of Star Wars... There's a chosen one... He's got some powers... The whole thing revolves around him... There's... A, he even has a powerful voice... <laughs> that he uses to convince <laughs> people to do stuff... The whole thing is there... right? Let, and this can we can be also just say Star by the way...
2: Wars. Yeah yeah... Dune yes. came far before Star Wars... So, oh
1: this is the inspiration for Star Wars... And the more I watched it... The more I was like... Obviously George... Yes... <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what you do George... But um... I think this is, has a harder life... Because... And this is burying it down to be a very simple lef- le- uh, level. Nobody's got glow-up swords. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. harder to get the casuals in when there's not flippy swords going on.
2: No, like the most like high-tech fighting thing that they have is shields uh, in this yeah. movie.
1: Um, and nobody likes shields. Nobody's like, I'm coming to the fight scene for shields. I want to see a cool dude with a glow-up sword go around chopping people up. But I can
2: can I just say... And I'm, this is this might you know set the expectations for the rest of my review I yeah. like this first part of this June movie franchise more oh, than any Star Wars movie I've ever seen
1: Oh fuck oh fuck that yeah. is I said it and you notoriously hate Star Wars you've told me that.
2: I like 50% of the movies. I think we worked that out at one point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we work out by numbers, yeah. Like, look, I think the two of us very much like Star Wars. You're you're a big Revan fan. <laughs> that's oh, that's you know, how Dark I know Revan you like Star Wars. <laughs> um, but I'm coming into this not knowing anything. So you coming into it, you, I'm assuming you liked it.
2: Loved it. Really liked this movie.
1: I think this is a masterpiece, Sean. I think this is not real. Yes! It? <laughs> yes, we did it.
2: We did it, ladies and gentlemen. We brought him but, in.
1: <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't think it's even a masterpiece because of the movie itself. I was just so impressed that they fucking pulled it off. Yeah. You know, like, that, that's what blew my mind the most because I went and seen it. And I was coming out and I was just kind of like, oh, that was really good. Like, I really enjoyed it. And then every day since in my head, I just kept being like, how... Did they do that? How did they pull off this? Because, not to go Doctor Strange on this, but there's six million versions of this future that this movie's terrible.
2: Oh, (laughs) yeah. And this is the one. If any of those elements that we've seen didn't work,
1: this movie
2: is trash.
1: Nine times out of ten, this movie is so boring. Nobody wants to watch it. It's so full of exposition, Nobody wants to drudge through it except for the lads who love the books, and yeah. this is perfect. But that the more I was just taking like how did you make this? Like, how did you get the exposition across? But not so much that you drag the movie down, but there's also action, but it's also a part one that leads to a part two. You're setting all of this up and making it like all of these characters played by all these amazing, like massive movie stars, who all get their say si- like you're not thinking God, they didn't get enough screen time. Everybody gets screen time. Everybody has an idea. Everybody has a point or yes. their, a role in the story. And fro- and it still, through all that story, and introducing all of this intricate, like, world-building stuff, it flew by. And I don't know how. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Like, this film is close to three hours long, but it did not feel it for me. Uh,
1: no, it's, it's wh- maddening.
2: One of the reasons I think that it works and it it now i'm not comparing this to 1998's blade it's just because we talked about it recently <laughs> what, a <rant>. but, <laughs> what a reference go on i know i guarantee you we're the only podcast to compare june to blade
1: 1998 here we go
2: blade but right it's a fully fleshed out world and they just drop you into it and
1: yeah actually yeah i get what you're saying
2: yeah that like the like things are just said in conversation between characters. they do a really good exposition thing that actually translates really well to the books in that when Paul is learning about arrakis, he has a video encyclopedia
1: makes and sense. it makes
2: because he has never been to that planet, he needs to learn about it, so like as our protagonist learns, we learn, which is yeah
1: and and I think a lot of that comes down to the screenplay of adapting the books for, to that. Um, uh, Dennis Villeneuve, I'm going to mispronounce his name. Please, It's uh, Denny
2: Villeneuve.
1: Denny Villeneuve. Um, he, of course, was on the screenplay, but most importantly, um, they had Eric Roth doing the screenplay. Now, Eric Roth is a five-time Oscar-nominated screenplay. Um, Go is he? <laughs> and he won it for Forrest Gump, but he's done A Star Is Born, uh, from the top of my head, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, A Star is Born, Forrest Gump. I can't remember the other two, but he's a five-time nominated <laughs> Oscar, Oscar nominee for screenplays. And yeah. so him and you have Denny Villeneuve, they're working on this. And I, I can't remember the third person's name, but the idea of getting that book onto this screen is like so hard and they pulled it off
2: there's like for so long june was considered an unfilmable movie
1: yeah and and to be honest with you the more you told me about it the more i t- <laughs> this is going to hurt people's feelings this is going to be shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> this no. is going to be so boring <laughs>
2: like and by all accounts it should be um, and if you go by the f- like if 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 you're coming in and like this is the first like kind of realistic sci-fi thing that you've ever read then like the first 50 pages are fucking nonsense and if you just get that far and stop you would be forgiven for thinking oh this movie's going to be dreadful but
1: the the vibe I got the, the vibe I got was The Fellowship of the Ring in that watching it you're like holy shit they're doing it
2: (laughs) yeah how are they doing this i had so many of those moments watching this movie (laughs) because a lot of this script a lot of this stuff is ripped directly from the book yeah like they're like and there's no compromises made like the thing with the sand crawler in the desert where they're harvesting spice that all plays out pretty much exactly like the book
1: and, the, look, the, before, we're going to get into the movie now because we've, yeah, we've, we've just <laughs> been gloat over it. <laughs> the take I felt, and I think this is probably, you've heard this a million times, is this, to me, feels like the first half of season one of Game of Thrones, but Star Wars version. Yeah. And if anyone's ever seen the first half of Game of Thrones or <laughs> the first season, <laughs> it's pretty good. And you're thinking really good. <laughs> I'd like to watch I'd like to watch episodes six, seven, eight and nine and ten. I think this is gonna go well. And so yeah. I was watching it going, everybody's talking, everyone's talking about things that I have no idea, but I'm like trying to keep up. I'm trying to I'm trying to like get all the family names, I'm trying to get all this, and I'm so interested in just people talking. And I shouldn't be, but I'm like oh. what? And look, Danny knew he did Sicario, which is fucking outstanding. Unreal. Like, yeah, in that, that that's as a well.
2: masterpiece on its own. <laughs>
1: and it's just the idea of like you're getting all this information, but you're keep I'm hanging on every word. Like, yeah, you're not just letting like it
2: gush over you like.
1: Yeah, I'm like, what's what's going on? What did he say? Okay, so he's talking about them, but who's he talking? But that's double meaning, because he means this. And then you're just kind of, like, trying to keep up. And that's the feeling I got watching Game of Thrones when you first watch it. Like, obviously, we're not going to talk about the last season. But, like, season but- one, the four, where everybody's talking, and it should be boring. But it's so interesting because it's so intrinsically, like, just involved with everything else. Like
2: the, and i th- you would love the books, like even on audio, but you would adore them can't read. Because, can't, that's the thing audiobook uh, look we're not sponsored but, hear. Hey. <laughs> the uh there's a service I could recommend to you, uh, <laughs> but like within the books, there is such little focus on battle and large scale set pieces in the books it's a lot of characters talking. It's a lot of characters' internal thoughts about how they are viewing this situation. And I did not think the way they did it in uh, David Lynch's June nineteen eighty four was that they literally had voiceover while the characters looked pensively into the camera. Uh, but it this not great. Not great, but I think they really trusted the actors on this and that. Yeah, they're having conversations, but there's a lot of face acting going on in this movie.
1: Yeah, and I think the easy way out would have just been battles. And there is battles. That's not to say there isn't battles. It would have been really easy just to do a lot of action scenes and have a bit of talk on either side. Just be like, it's grand. Whereas we have a majority talking and then you have battles sprinkled around.
2: And that's the thing, and that's one good thing about like the translation to film is that you can explore more of those battles because the battles do happen. They're just not the main focus of the books, but like yeah. film, very visual medium. You need a trailer. You need to sell it to a wider audience. A battles a very good way to do that.
1: Okay, Sean. I think we need to get into this because I feel like we could just gush. For I just so I'm other. fucking
2: in love. With I don't this think movie. we've I'm actually so spoiled anything, You are. We haven't
1: spoiled anything. I don't. Not think. so far. Not so far. No. No. Um, but, okay, let's start off. We start off with a bit of Zendaya doing a bit of narration. She's telling us about uh, the planet yeah. and the fact that um, you've got these people, they turn up, they take all the spice, then mm. they fuck off. They can take all guess, the riches.
2: Can you guess the metaphor, by any
1: chance? <laughs> I can't. Go on, please. <laughs>
2: it's, it's basically about US foreign policy. Uh, <laughs> whole bunch of eugenic stuff mixed in there as well. Let's um, not get into it. <laughs> let's not get into it too far can i just say just and I, I might pepper in some like june facts these are not necessarily in the books they're just like they're told in fucking wikipedia articles and stuff like that but the premise of this world is that like it's i think it's like ten thousand years in the future from say
1: so it's ten one nine one.
2: that's it yeah so it's about you know 10 millennia here from where we are roughly um human race has spread across the galaxy and the universe um, and the main human kind of society or like history that has survived is Arabic culture so there's a lot of uh, like Arabic language and stuff mixed into just general speech uh, among people which also lends to the whole US foreign policy metaphor
1: right okay um, and very early on, by the way, I must say, cinematography is Gorgeous. out of this world, literally and metaphorically. Um, <laughs> Good, uh, but all, it's just—it's one of the prettiest films you'll ever see. Um, you can
2: and pause this film at any point, and you get like a a, a picture you could hang on your because wall because they basically. went to
1: these places. They yeah. went to the United Arab Emirates. They they went to Norway to, to film... To um, film the uh,
2: the Caladan stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's just... Once you're there, it's not a green screen. You know how much... You, know, you don't even realise how much green screen we always watch every film... Until they're just there, you're like, Oh that looks way better (laughs) now
2: Until you see Timothy Chalamet dip his hand in a pool of water and you're like, Oh shit
1: (laughs) And do you wanna know a very interesting fact that I have about the the fact that the the things they use for the green screen in terms of once they get there onto the planet Yeah they used brown green screens, not green green screens. Interesting so then it's easier to put things on to key anything. yeah, that. so it's not as it's not as harsh, and so it's that, much more seamless in how it fits in. That's um, actually
2: brilliant. The um, very quickly as well, um, the cinematographer on this, Greg Fraser, he also worked on uh, Rogue One, which I would argue was one of the best looking Star Wars movies. Pretty film as well. Uh, Pretty film. Worked on Vice, and he also worked on The Mandalorian
1: makes sense i mean he Pretty just loves good. deserts <laughs> he's know, a big he's desert it. boy
2: zero dark 30 as well actually
1: <laughs> <Dead>. yeah um, <laughs> um and look <laughs> just the last thing we'll say about the crew had zippers on the score that's all we need to say oh and it's, <laughs> you know all real. it's class
2: it's so good <laughs> it's so so good
1: <laughs> so we get introduced to arrakis we see that it's full of spice the all these people are out there and um, the harkonnens they're yeah. originally from on that planet They've been there for thousands of years And they're basically the richest people In the whole galaxy um, yeah, Because so the, the, they have the spice
2: Exactly, the Harkonnens are like a sign By the Emperor to Guard the spice And produce spice and send it out to the Imperium Because it's the most important thing In the universe
1: And here's the thing the very first Within three minutes we get told Harkonnens have been sent away yeah. And they are no longer on the planet, and so you have all this riches there, and they've chosen. They thought Oscar Isaac was the man. You are the guy to come in and take over. I would trust him. He's a nice, friendly man. It's a, like, Atreides. Is that the pronunciation?
2: The Atreides. Yeah. 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 The, and so uh, it,
1: that family has been chosen to replace the Harkonnens and be like, right, you're the you're the people coming in. You're going to look after the spice. Because the Emperor loves you, we're all big fans of you, you're doing real well in terms of PR and reputation. People love you, people love you, and the Emperor loves the so, fact that people love you. So the, you get yeah. in there.
2: Well, see, like? And the Atreides are genuinely pretty well liked, because they're like the nicest fucking noble house.
1: Because- Oscar Isaac... As the lead and he's the nicest man in the whole world
2: <laughs> there's a and like but like it, it there's such a subtle way that they show up how they're like not up their own arses because they have there's this big ceremony going on where they hand over basically the keys to arrakis and the keys, keys, keys to the says, kingdom yeah keys to the kingdom and like oscar isaac is just standing there being like how much money did this ceremony cost
1: yeah, he, like, I think he asked, how much did it cost them to come here? Like, what's yeah. the point? We could have just done this by email.
2: He's, yeah, like well, oh, that's the whole thing. They can't have email. Data, it? Oh.
1: no technology. Just no technology. Sorry, no technology Sean, sorry. At all.
2: <laughs> there was a there was a big call of all technology and AI. Oh,
1: let's not get into it. Ago. Let's not get into yeah, it. Yeah, we won't get into. We We're going off the movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just shows that like he's not about pomp and ceremony. He just wants to. Like do his job well That's been passed down in his family Since yeah. like fucking Roman times
1: And we also have And I'm gonna I'm not gonna do this well Sean We have a witch She She's there um, a, a Bene I, Gesserit A Bene Gesserit Okay A uh, Reverend Mother I think she's And yeah. she's the Emperor's Truthsayer
2: Yeah so the Bene Gesserit Are They're like a, They're like nuns But they also have like Fingers in every aspect of politics they're also um, magic. They're also. Yeah, basically. Are they yeah. witch nuns? They're witch nuns.
1: Yeah, they're witch nuns. Witch nuns. nuns. Okay, now uh, you've broken it down in languages I like can
2: understand. <laughs> so they are basically. The, the truth. are things that the emperor would have a Benny Gesserit sister who basically lets people know, lets the emperor know if they're lying to him because they can see. They can see. What your actions will do.
1: Yeah. And she's there and she's making eye contact with Lady Jessica. Played by Rebecca Ferguson. She's quite good at acting. You might be surprised to know. Yeah. Um, Pretty
2: good I would say.
1: Just the cast. Oh God. We haven't even started. We'll
2: come to them all in turn I'm (laughs) sure. We haven't got to the
1: tip of the surface for folks' sake. But yeah Rebecca Ferguson's there. She's kind of giving her eyes like oh. Like they're kind of staring at each other. There's only a brief moment. And then the planet gets handed over. They're just like you're the leaders now. Everyone loves you once again. Emperor, big fan of the fact that you're so popular. I really cannot say that. <laughs> big fan. <laughs> um, and so uh, then it comes up to Duncan, um, Duncan Idaho, played yep. by Jason Maboa, uh the most charismatic man in the world.
2: Yeah, uh, and he- do you fall in love with Duncan Idaho immediately?
1: Almost, immediate, But I think Momoa just has that, though. I don't know if that's Duncan. Yeah, I think yeah. It's like Momoa. Aquaman is a
2: fairly middling film, but God... He's greatness.
1: Like, <laughs> he, he walks off the ship and he's like, "Oh, something's wrong." And some of the, one of the guys is like, "Oh yeah, I'll fix that." And he goes, "Oh, thanks, man." And I was yeah. just like, "Yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, you take that man. <laughs> he's, he's a nice guy." Um, and so Momo there, and uh, Timothy Chalamet, who we haven't actually spoken about yet.
2: No, very small part in this movie, Timothy Chalamet. Um, uh,
1: he, by the way, he, before the ceremony, he had a breakfast with his mother, and you see that like he's practicing to use the voice. Yes, which he she's very good at because of course she's a witch nun um but she's married to oscar <laughs> isaac and he's he basically has the power but we f- later find out that he's the first boy to ever have that power it's always a girl or a daughter and yeah he's the first son so um, the bene
2: Gesserit can actually control the gender of the they can manipulate their own cells uh through the spice uh and so, right? She chose because she loved Oscar Isaac so much. She gave him he a, son. a son. Yeah, and but the but the sisterhood wanted a daughter.
1: And he's still practicing the voice. And so, like, there's a moment where he's like, "Give me the water," and she like half gives it. She's like, "Oh, it's nearly. You're yeah. almost there, but you're you're still learning." So you kind of get implied straight yeah. away. He's got the four, Sean. Exactly, and
2: here is his one of his obstacles to overcome in terms of it's story. The
1: hero's, it's it's hero's, hero's journey. The hero's journey. It's a classic hero's journey, but it works a, so well. It's a, it's a chosen one hero's story. Journey. Oh,
2: you better believe he's a chosen one.
1: Ooh, I love a good chosen one hero's journey. Um, And so, yeah, him, him, and Momoa. You, immediately, you get the sense that it's like a big brother, little brother situation. That Momoa is like the head soldier. He's like the head guy. Yeah, and um. Chalamet and him just have this really good connection that it's like I've seen you grow up I've been here since like you were like two like you know and we're, we're like good pals because he's like can I tell you something he's like oh, yeah of course man what do you, yeah. what do you want to know?
2: Like, and it's not like a father son it's more of like an older brother kind of yeah, it's, relationship which
1: like really not formal and that immediately makes you like them more because because yeah. he's like um, oh, are you heading out tomorrow you're like in the advanced troops you're you're heading out um, to Arrakis tomorrow. He's trying and to connect Duncan's, with
2: the with the Fremen.
1: Uh, yeah, and Duncan's like, yeah, I'm heading out tomorrow. He's like, I want you to go. Wi- I want to go with you. And he's like, oh, do you? And you're just like, oh, he's gonna like bow down because it's like the the sons or the king's son. And yeah. he's just like, eh, no, <laughs> you're trying that's to get me court martial. <laughs> I, that's like a fucking ridiculous idea. You're not coming with me, you maniac. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm having dreams, and that's when we have the scene from the trailer where it's like, you gotta stay in reality. That he keeps having yeah. these dreams about Zendaya.
2: That's yeah, and like, and Duncan is like, "Oh, dreams make good stories." Because he had a uh, Paul had a dream that Duncan would die on Arrakis. Uh, yeah,
1: and he's like, "I'm and I'm not there."
2: Yeah, I'm not around, and so you're leaving early. I if I'm there, the dream won't come true. And Duncan's like, "Look, dreams make good stories, but don't fucking dwell on them."
1: Then he does my favorite movie thing, I'm not gonna die. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> like that guy's dead. <laughs> they telegraph
2: really hard that he's not gonna die.
1: <laughs> I promise. I won't die. Um, and then um, one of my favorite scenes. We're flying through it, but like we. It really the movie kicks in the gear once they get to the planet. But it's it's really. Um, you have the scene with Oscar Isaac and Charlemagne in the graveyard. Yeah, and like such like he's the best dad in the whole world he's the best leader he's just like, the best
2: and it would have been very easy for this to be a moment of like a dad ex- a, a, like a, a, a lot of a fucking lord of Ca- the lord of caladan explaining to his son uh sorry the duke uh and explaining to his son look this is the way it's got to be you have to you have to take over in my place you are going to lead someday but he, but Oscar Isaac's is just like I wanted to be a pilot when I was younger. Like, okay, yeah. if you don't want this, you're still my son. Like, you're like yeah, I will and, still love you.
1: And he's like, we gotta go there. Like the emperors given it to us, so we yeah. have to go there. I know you're worried, but we gotta go there. It's just what we have to do. And and my favorite bit is like when he gives them the when he holds up the rig. And he's like, I wasn't ready for this when I got given it. And yeah. you won't probably be ready for it when you get given it, but you'll have to grow into it. Like leaders, add j- leaders, just grow into that role. Like that's that's not it's not be- our place yeah. to just say I'm the leader.
2: The best leader is someone who doesn't seek it out.
1: Exactly, and so immediately you're just like I would follow that man <laughs> into any <laughs> war. <be> that's
2: <laughs> also, it. But, and-
1: strong beard game, Oscar. Strong excellent beard game. game.
2: Excellent beard <laughs> game from Oscar in this, um, and I also like this sets up. That Oscar Isaac is a very... Like, Duke Leto Atreides is a very good pilot in this movie. That will play He's in Poe later. Dammit. He's <laughs> He's just Paul. <laughs>
1: He's the best. The best <laughs> pilot.
2: The, um, and there's also a really lovely moment after that, which is Paul just walking along the water in Caladan and just, like, touching water in a puddle. And it's like, he... Will likely never touch water for like in that capacity for years and years and years. And I
1: think he knows that as well. Yeah, and that that's the thing. Like, he has all these visions, and we later find out that they're not reliable. Not that they're not reliable, but he's he basically. And I brought him up earlier on. He Doctor Strange is it? Like he can see seventy million options.
2: Yeah, exactly. And,
1: And he has to choose the right one. Well, he doesn't know which one is the right one. It depends on whatever happens later on of what could happen.
2: Yeah. Um, the way it's kind of put out there is that this there's it's like a web kind of. And so you're okay. here and there's like infinite things that spread out from infinite things basically. And
1: the the, the thing they do with that later on um is fucking great with the leader it's so of the frebents. Like, yeah. so, it's so good. Um but yeah, then we have the scene with him and Josh Brolin. And yeah. uh, if you forgot Josh Bowler was in this. Josh Bowler's just sitting here in this cast, you wouldn't even know it. We've got Maboa, we've got Isaac, we've got Ferguson, Shannon and yeah.
2: <laughs> He's great in it though. Um, like uh, he he plays the kind of like he he's like he's been a soldier for longer than Duncan Idaho has, and you feel that in him.
1: Like, yeah, and you also like he at this time is like the Harkens are the most powerful warriors. Like yeah, the Fremen's are also they got desert fucking power. They're and he's basically just explaining like these boys are gonna fuck us up if we're not ready. Like you have got to be ready because they're yeah. so powerful.
2: That's the thing. And uh, Gurney's, I, I, this might be a thing from the books that they might use it later. It's not a big deal. Gurney's wife and child were killed by Harkonnens so he ah, okay. fucking hates them. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So plays in well. But I like that because when Paul, he, the first thing Gurney says to Paul when he walks into the training room is, don't keep your back to a door. And it's like, and the it, lesson and then, starts uh, immediately.
1: <laughs> and and Paul is like, I heard your footsteps, old man.
2: Yeah. And it's like, could have been someone um, mimicking my footsteps. Like, it doesn't that's matter. That's like-
1: why. That old man line might come up later on. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we've got um, now. You know what I mean? Like we got Brolin, oh, we've got Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, Timothy Chalamet, Jace Moore. You forgot Dave Batista instead of Skarsgård are sitting on the other side. They're just, just casually. There. Yeah, just cash and you know David Dashmalian, he's there as well don't worry about it so they're just on the back. I was like this cast is outrageous that's ridiculous
2: <laughs> but no fuck? one's fighting for screen time either like it's really no, well split
1: so this scene's good because Batista turns up to um, the Baron uh, Stellan Skarsgård yeah. who plays an excellent villain just oh he's just monstrous in this he's monstrous. horrendous yeah and the fact that Batista's like hammered up the evil and he's like you still sense that he's like an underling. Like, Batista should never be an underling no. if he's in a room being evil. You should be like, that's the most dangerous man in the room. But I was still like, that's Dylan Skarsgård, Baron, fucking hell. Yeah, he's like, the baddest man.
2: Batista's basically coming in, like, with his tail between his legs. And, like, he's and like, well, you know as well. the ship is left. Yeah, and you know as well, he, like, the. Uh, Rabin is his character. Rabin, like, doesn't understand the intricacies of everything.
1: And I think that's what's great about this, is that, like, he comes in, like, we're after leaving literally the most important planet in the whole world. Why did we agree to do this? Well, we're the richest people in the whole fucking universe. We're the best fighters. We've got the biggest army. Why would we give up the most important thing we have? And, like, the Baron's like, when is a gift not a gift? When... And so he's... Basically, (laughs) at this point you're not fully sure of what's happening, but, like, it's so... It's just so fun to find out. Like, it's not beaten over the head. It's just, like, they're after leaving the planet, but it seems like they have it all under control. You're like, well, why do they have it under control? Like, are the good guys have the... The big rich thing. Like, Yeah, this can is go usually wrong. the
2: end of the story.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and so then uh, we have Rebecca Ferguson, who, uh, he called her Rebecca Ferguson, Lady Jessica. She wakes up Paul in the middle of the night and she's like, yeah. come with me. Um, get dressed, come with me. And the doctor looks him over and it's just like, he's absolutely perfect. No, yeah. Nothing wrong with him. That doctor, doctor never going to come uh, up again.
2: But uh, there's um, a nice moment between them when...
1: yes. And that's what makes, like, the betrayal later on even better. Is the fact that he's like, don't trust her. Like, she... There's some weird shit going on here. And you immediately get a sense of, like... Like like him and um, Momoa. Like, you get a sense that they've been around each other for years.
2: Yeah, I think that doctor, like, actually delivered Paul when he was born. Okay. So he's known him his whole life, basically. Yeah.
1: Um, And and it's, it's just a moment where, like... It's a really interesting dynamic because in that one scene, you have Paul and what you've done here, like subconsciously, but also very literally, is that you've put our trust in the doctor above his own mother because the doctor's yeah. like, she's up to something, don't just watch That's it. it. And it's just a really subtle thing. But later on, then when the betrayal happens, you're like, we trusted him over his own fucking mother <laughs> and he still betrayed us the day
2: yeah, and it hurts, man. It hurts, but yeah. like even he had like you can see his reasoning as well, which is totally fucked.
1: So Paul goes in to see uh, the head witch, yeah, um,
2: Helen Mohyam.
1: He- Helen Mohyam, of course, and the Reverend Mother Sean, as the Reverend Mother, um, and she's witch sitting none. there, she- <laughs> and and also uh, Dave Villeneuve uh, did a really great behind the scenes on this. I saw this, that.
2: yeah, it's yeah, really good. The-
1: yeah, and he. There's a really cool moment where, like, when she uses the voice on Paul to bring him into the room, they cut to like first person because he was like, "I didn't want to show Paul be like a zombie crossing the room. I thought that would look dumb." So they like black it out and they do a first person that he just ends up on his knees. In yeah, front of her.
2: and we've established like we have established some stuff about the voice already. Like, oh, you can make someone pass a glass of water to you, but Paul walks into the room and doesn't want to walk there, and she makes him. And there's yeah. no fight in him; like he's just bent immediately.
1: And then he he's like, "How dare you do that to me?" Yeah, so, like I, I like I I like the fact that he's still like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like just-
2: that's it. But like, <laughs> he, and that line, "How dare you do that to me?" Like he's a duke's son, and there will be no repercussions for her controlling him. Like, and that no. shows like this sisterhood is way above Paul's pay grade.
1: <laughs> yeah. And this is possibly um I think this is the scene Rose like holy shit is Like I I mean I've always thought like he's pretty good. Like, yeah. Is he's, he's pretty decent he's um but in this scene I was like holy shit cuz he does the whole thing where he puts his hand in the box and you feel the most immeasurable amount of pain. And if you pull away, like, your animal instincts would tell you she has a dart beside his neck covered in poison yeah. that's going to kill.
2: The bar, it's called. Yeah, and yeah. So it's it, yeah. if you give in to your instincts, you're going to die. Like, it, even if it's an intense pain, you're better off, you know, putting up with it rather than dying.
1: And I think my favorite part of the whole thing is, like, it's not even halfway through. It's not before he starts going, like, screaming. It's There's a moment where, like, his hand is there. De- and if you think about this, on set, he's literally just sticking his hand in a box. And then they've said, action. Yeah. And Chalamet just has to do it all himself. And just, like, act out all of these emotions that he's It's a he's big feeling. call. <laughs> it's a bit, like, that's so hard. Like, just just make something from nothing. So he's just, um, he's there. And there's a moment where, like, after he gets over the initial, like, tingling. And he just goes, a uh, huh like and it's just a moment of like there's there's just something that comes over his face like holy shit this is stronger than i expected but i don't yeah. want to show it to her and it's just like a slight moment i like that's such a great piece of great piece of acting and yeah he it's just such a little him the thing whole game away
2: that's thrown um, in and she, he he does make a louder noise at one point and she says yeah he Silent. starts
1: screaming after that
2: yeah and she shuts him up and he just does his best to hold it in uh,
1: yeah, and, and that's all him. Like nobody else in that whole scene is moving. No, that's
2: a regular box that he just put his hand into. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not to tell everyone, but that's just that's that's a pl- like that's just a box they've gotten and they've cut a side out of. <laughs> Said Timothy, put your hand in that, and now action. Go on.
2: And I like when he pulls it out, and he's like surprised that it's fine. Like, yeah, he was expecting to pull out like a hand burnt to a crisp or something like that.
1: And it, she's like, I like the moment where she's like. She kind of gives him a look that, oh, you're more powerful than I expected. Like, she wanted to kill him. Like, she really wanted to kill him there. Because he's the only son with that power. So she's, like, she wanted to get rid of him. Um, Yeah, because
2: the they're they're like, they're a sisterhood. Like, there's no males in it.
1: And so then um, Lady Jessica comes back in. And it's at this point where he's, like, I've been having dreams. And she has this, like, uh, great line where she's, like, oh, do your dreams come true? And he's, like, oh, sometimes... And it's at that point she's like, alright, yeah, I don't give a fuck, alright. Yeah. <laughs> she just fucking leaves. And I'm just like, dude, some of even a 50% win ratio is pretty good <laughs> for dreams. Yeah,
2: like, but but also, like, it gives the idea that, like, she was prepared for that to be a thing. Like, that he had dreams that came true. She was fully prepared that he had that power already.
1: Yeah, and so now it's just development, so she doesn't care. Okay, fine. I'll yeah. come back when you're more when you're more stable.
2: I've got a couple of years to sort this out, basically.
1: Yeah, I kill you again, um, and so yeah. The next scene is we we then um, she leaves. She just fucks off and Lady because yeah. like you are the chosen one, or they yeah. think you're the chosen one.
2: Can I just say props to this movie because they just dropped the the name Quizatz Haderach. They just drop that in conversation and it's never got, addressed uh, again.
1: I got Liz and al Kaib. and al Gaib
2: right? is what the Fremen people call the oh, arrival. Because sake. here's oh, the yeah. thing is that the sisterhood anytime a sister is going to a new place, they'll plant seeds of like, oh there's a, a saviour will come. There's eventually. a Messiah. There's a Messiah, basically. So then when these new people arrive, they're like, Oh, the Liz and al kaib So
1: Right, okay.
2: So it's all fucking connected. Uh, like the Cicero has their finger in every single pie in the galaxy,
1: and so they're basically preempting his arrival. By being like he's yeah. the chosen one.
2: That's it. So if anything should happen, the fremen people will not think of them as outsiders. They'll think of them as the chosen one, basically.
1: Yeah, and um, and look, makes sense if yeah. anything were to happen, but that's going to happen because they just now are really rich, um, and so they leave for Arrakis and um it's just them like leaving the planet it's it's such a beautiful area as well and they're like they all just get into the ships and you have Oscar Isaac there like just looking (laughs) I was gonna say the word leaderly but that's not a word (laughs) he looks like a true like proper leader that he's just standing there and his head is just held his he's just tilted his head back like I belong here I'm just gonna try and yeah. You can tell he's nervous, but you could also tell, like, I gotta put on a brave face. We're gonna that's walk over this ship.
2: He's not an idiot either, like he knows. He might not know that the Emperor plans to overthrow them basically, but he knows that look, whatever state this place is in, the Harkonnens aren't gonna make it easy for us.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the best bit is that you get this like he's not dumb. Like No. He's like, he's, This is definitely a trap, right? Yeah, but we can get rich off it, I suppose. I mean, but see, he can't turn it down because the emperor's given it to him. And I think that's there's a line it. that's like, you can't reject it if the emperor's given it to you.
2: Yeah, and and even when the ceremony is on, he's like, no, the Atreides will answer the call as they always do, as they always have done. Like something like yeah. that. And it's like, no, like he's ju- he's going to say yes if he's ordered to. He's not going to fight it.
1: And so uh, they land in the city, and then you just basically get an introduction of like this barren wasteland, and they're just like going through It's a whole introduction to like, we've got walls all around the city for the sandworms. And yeah. you don't want to leave the city, you'll get fucked. The heat is outrageous. Just you do not want to be out in it like maybe 15 hours of the day. The rest yeah. of the time, you might survive maybe two hours.
2: That's it, yeah. Like the Fremen travel at night because it's cooler then. Uh, that's another thing that they go through, and what I like about it is, is that Paul later on he's just going around in the d- during the day because he's like, yes. oh, th- these people are out during the day, so why shouldn't I be?
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of like his first side of leadership as well. He's like, both people are being punished. Like, if they're able to survive, I can join them. It's fine. yeah, um, and him. That's him going out like checking the trees and all. But it's just. I mean it's a beautiful movie just in terms of how it looks like Yeah it's
2: a, like they made a, just a, like a desert and like a, like pretty much they made, like a city built to protect from heat they made all of that look interesting
1: Yeah and even the bit where like um you have uh the duke Oscar Isaac I'm just I'm just going to call him Oscar Isaac just
2: interchange like, it it's fine yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah and and he's like looking around he's like um looking at the city, and someone just says, uh, sir, we need to go inside and close the doors because it's getting so hot. And I was like, holy, sh- how hot does it get? Yeah. <laughs> you're know, to go inside and close all the doors. You know, like you're not even allowed on the balcony. You're going to die.
2: It, yeah, like, it's it's wild, and it, it conveys it really well um, in a way that... The, the, and the, bu- the book does it well as well, but like it, it conveys in a very, like, you can see the actor's being hot and uncomfortable kind of a thing and it yeah. just sells it um, a bit more
1: and so while this is happening we cut back to the Harkonnens and fucking witch lady's there fucking Helen hell yeah bitch, um, <laughs> hell no Sean oh just, like, put, put the sound around us and then this is when you find okay. out
2: sorry can I just say you know that spider thing that? yes is in what's
1: it? up with that no one
2: fucking knows it's not in the book no one knows what that is <laughs> <laughs> it's just a spider just, just a weird, spider. Human. There, there, there is speculation. I've been on some forums, right?
1: That's Peter Parker.
2: It's Peter Parker. <laughs> I've been on it's some Andrew forums. Garfield. Uh, it,
1: it's it's Andrew Garfield. That's the only spider he'll be in any movie this year.
2: <laughs> it's speculated that that was uh, a certain betrayer's wife because they say that she'd been put back oh. together a dozen times or some shit like that.
1: They made her... That's. I mean, that's a stretch, but that's I stretch, see it. That's a stretch,
2: but it's June, man. It gets, it's really weird. Once you get past book one, it gets weirder.
1: I mean, oh, look, I, it's just a spider. They tell it to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, <it's,
2: laughs> spider it's, fucks it's off. It's a really odd inclusion to have. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> no one
1: it's has just, a clue. The, she's just like, here, spider, fuck off. And he, he holds his hands up and he's like, all right, man, I don't want any of this. So he yeah. backs out slowly. And <laughs> so then um, she's like... They've arrived on the planet, right? They've arrived. And then you have the Harkonnens, and they're like, the Emperor has given us his armies. Um, Yeah. And we have his ghost recon fucking team. The Sardaukar. They're like,
2: they're like an imperial death force. Like, they're ridiculous. They're
1: like, if the clones could shoot, but these guys are with swords.
2: Yeah. Like,. It's also just uh, sorry. Very quickly on that, the intricacies of shield combat. Right, so the slow blade penetrates the shield. That's something we're taught. That will play into things later. If you shoot the because like a lot of the military has las guns, like laser pistols, basically. But if you shoot a shield with a las gun, the energy interacts in such a way that it basically causes a, like an atomic blast. So, no army. If 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 they know, if you know you're going in to fight people with S.H.I.E.L.D., you're not bringing your laser rifles because it's too dangerous.
1: Right, okay. So you,
2: it just comes down to hand-to-hand combat at the end of the day.
1: And uh, yeah, these guys are basically like just killers. Like the They're best masters of the best. at it.
2: Like that and, world and they're the Harkons, on is a fucking hell world. And they survive. And the, Har-
1: the Harkonnens are like, we have our army, and the Emperor's given us them. And yeah. so we're going to show up. We're going to kill everybody in the Atreides family, kill off the whole family. We get the planet back. Atreides, who people are starting to love, Emperor now looks even cooler because he doesn't have to compete with these fucking cool fuckers anymore. Yeah, They're all God. And the bloodline. He, and nothing comes back to the Emperor. He loves the fact that we're coming out as the bad That's guys. It. We get our planet. We kill off one of the bad guys.
2: Because the Sardukar, the, the Death Force, they dress in Harkonnen gear. It, like, yes. To do it so that no one knows that they were involved. It's,
1: I mean, it's so good. It's so intricately good that that's what you would do to kill off this family that's getting a bit too popular with all the other houses.
2: Yeah, and like, the, and the thing about it is, is that like, and this is like the one, of the big tragedies, like, the Atreides have no intention of challenging the throne.
1: I mean, if we're going to be honest here, it is the the Starks. Yeah. So, I mean it's the exact same idea pop- of like you have a very popular family that's jealousy the main, involved. And there is jealousy, but the very popular family they don't want anything more. They just, no. kings they just want to be king. They just want the north area.
2: like and Yeah, <laughs> one thing the training
1: just want the North.
2: One thing that June has in like its in its court in that regard is that it's said that like the Emperor has no sons. So Ah, if the emperor died and like a bloodline was called into question and it came to a popular vote the atreides might not even they would be like the emperors but they would be like the ruling family basically of the imperium
1: I mean it's so good and it's something that comes across immediately like I feel like like, I'm really dumb and I was like I get what's (laughs) happening here (laughs) Like, I I understand what they mean. Like, he wants to kill them off because they're too popular. And yeah. he's worried that they're going to overthrow him, even though they don't want that power. Um, and, as I said, it's something similar we've seen in other projects. But other projects, such as Game of Thrones, such as Lord of the Rings, such as Star Wars, all that stuff took it from this. So it's yeah. kind of like, fair folks. Yeah, it's,
2: it's a real... Yeah, it's like you know how to play a game... Because you've played other board games that came after that, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, and so we come back to um, you have Duncan arriving. Duncan arrives back, and yeah. he's like, "I've been living amongst them for months, no weeks." I think he says weeks, and he's um, he's
2: impressed with them, man. Like he's yeah, he, he, he's like these and, are and warriors. Look, you believe
1: him? You believe yeah. him immediately because you're like this is the most trustworthy man in the whole world. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
2: Yeah, and he's, like, they're... I think it said, like, the Harkonnens counted, like, 50,000 Fremen. But Duncan has been, like, actually getting to know them and talking, and there's, like, 10 million on the yeah, planet or something that, like that. Yeah, because
1: the Harkonnens have given them everything wrong. So, in terms of equipment, in terms of the numbers... In ter- they basically, like, just said, we're going to give the planet to you, but they just gave them wrong information. But it's... it's by that proxy, it's also a decoy. So... The Atreides could be like, oh, dickheads harkens. They did this to try and kill us off by giving us the wrong information. Yeah, but th- like, that that's, that, that's
2: what's happening here.
1: That was just general shithousery on top of the murder plant. <laughs> so They're just like, let's do a on. bit of shithousery, then kill them all. <laughs> they <ruin> their days <laughs> up to that point. Um, so yeah, Duncan comes back and he brings back one of the leaders with him. And yeah, Stilgar. Like,
2: one- Stillgar is my dude, by the way. I love Stilgar is so he? much. Yeah, he's a fucking great character.
1: Uh, Javier Bardem, who just turns up halfway through. And I was like, that's fucking Javier Bardem. That's- <laughs> that's Javier Bardem. <laughs> 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 There's a scene with Josh Brolin, Timothy Chalamet, Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaac, and Javier just walks in. Just walks in.
2: That's grand. a mad castless, Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, um, and, but uh, I like how this... Sorry, well, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say the, the bit with the spitting is funny. Yeah. When he spits and uh, I like the idea that Oscar Isaac immediately, like he doesn't react. There's a constantly like the soldiers are trying to slice people. Yeah, Garnie is there like, with a
2: knife just ready to go. <laughs>
1: yeah, Oscar is like, stop. Because um, he's just like, let's hear him out. Because then Jason Moore says, this is what his people do. This is actually a sign of respect. He's giving you saliva as a sign yeah. of respect.
2: He's giving you his body's moisture because moisture is so f- precious to the Fremen. like, And it's a nice way of getting that across really, really quickly. Um, I think it will come up more in book two, like the importance of moisture. But it, they do it really nice. And Oscar Isaac, you're right, he he stays calm throughout the whole thing. And he's just like, I don't know this man's customs, so I'm going to let him do what he wants and we'll see. Like he lets him keep the knife that's sacred to him. Yeah. The Chris knife. Um, and he's, he, there's a really good line. And Oscar Isaac is just like, uh, no, sorry. Duncan Idaho is like um, we thank you for your moist, your body's moist, the gift of your body's moisture in the spirit that it was given, and that's like it's so like I I I recognize that this is important to your people, and thank you for that.
1: Yeah, and and that's what makes him a good leader, and yeah. like immediately like you have this level-headed leader that's just like no, let's hear him out. This is his planet. Let's not fucking piss him off. Whereas it would have been t- very easy just to kill him. Because yeah. Like, I'm the king now. Don't, just fucking, don't, nobody talks down to me. right? But then you don't have spin. war
2: with 10 million Fremen. Like, exactly. It's- <laughs> and so
1: he's thinking logically because he's such a good, like, just strategist. Like, why yeah. would I piss him off when we can work together? And That's you have it. these really two good leaders in the room where he's like, I want the best for the Fremen he's like well i want the best for my people and i don't want to stand on your toes i think we can yeah. work together there's literally we need no to, point in us fighting
2: that's it we need to mine the spice but like your sieges your people you the desert is yours outside of that
1: and, and it's the complete opposite to the Harkonnens, who yeah. were like killing them whereas he's like we don't want anything to do with that you you can live yeah. your life this is your planet we just literally want the spice because it's been given to us by the emperor we don't even barely want to be here but we're yeah. just here, we don't want to kill you We just want to do our jobs and get on with our lives
2: Exactly And it's it's there, there's a moment earlier on uh, You mentioned about the trees Where There's Paul is just like, oh should we cut down the trees Because they take water um, And your man is just like Well, they, like Each tree takes the water of five men per day to To To, to keep it fresh Basically and it ends up being like five lives or something like that per day to keep these fucking trees alive. But that's just that's just how it's done. And that's like instilled, I'm assuming, by the Harkonnens because it's in the compound.
1: Yeah. And so it's just him just going along with the customs that coming in to rip it all up. Yeah. And if, for example, in the next scene, they go out into the desert and we have Poe Dameron, and he's flying yeah. around. Um, even the bit with the suit beforehand. The, um, very
2: important, actually, that scene. Uh, it's the still suits, which recycles your body's water, and you lose like a thimbleful a day in the full heat of the desert, which is unreal. And they have to adjust Gurney's suit. Uh, Liet Kynes, who's like the planetologist, or uh, has to adjust Duke Leto's suit. But that's Paul's a, su- played
1: by Sharon duncan Brewster. she's like yeah the imperial ecologist
2: ecologist that's it and uh, originally male in the book but like it's a, it's a, oh. as good of a transition as anything um and Paul is his suit is perfect and she's like have you worn one of these before and he's like no it, it felt right because the Benny Gesserit, in this whole Lisan al-Gaib thing had had planted certain like indicators of a Messiah, and one of them is that he will know your customs as if born to them.
1: Yeah, and she says that to him. She like leaves yeah. that under her breath.
2: And it's just like it's it's just reaffirming that he's the one, like he'll be saved. The Reverend Mother uh arranges with the Baron. She's like, Oh, the the woman and the boy, they're they belong to the Benny Gesserit. Yeah. They're not but, to be touched.
1: And- do not kill them And he doesn't lie Because he says We won't kill them
2: Yeah But the Hitch, desert nudge,
1: nudge. <laughs> <laughs> If we pushed them Into the desert Technically He does the battle Begins We don't have to kill them But we also don't have To save them If yeah. they're in trouble
2: Or the The dark knight rises They do the Death by <laughs> exile
1: <laughs> Basically yeah I mean I wasn't Killing them I was just exiling them Into the yeah. desert With no water um and so yeah they go into the desert and this is where we see like all the i mean this scene is just there for the vast the vastness of it all and they introduce the sandworm and yeah. holy shit looks fucking fantastic it's so but good the, the ship breaks down and there's a big sandworm coming so they're like we need to get out of there and so one of the ships that turns up to try and lift the the spice i don't know what they're called spice trucks spice harvester (laughs) i think it is yeah it's it's gonna get it away but one of the fucking arms is broken off yeah broken but like just not working it
2: doesn't attach it's like four points of contact and one of them fails
1: it's a faulty piece of equipment that the harkins have left them just basically fuck with them and uh so poor dameron's like i'm gonna save them don't worry so he flies down he lands. I have to go I'm gonna call him Paul because that's what he does there.
2: <laughs> but he's like, he he tells them like, uh, "Listen, abandon, abandon the crawler, like abandon the spice harvest." Yeah,
1: abandon the spice. It doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, he uh, and he says like, "Damn the spice, get like save these men." <laughs> like and yeah he's such a fucking good leader i love him so much
1: (laughs) he's gonna live forever
2: (laughs) (laughs) nothing bad will ever happen to this man
1: and so he's like yeah guys we gotta say fuck the spice spice doesn't matter even though it's the most important thing in the whole world and the harklins would literally kill everyone just for an extra piece of spice yeah like we're gonna save those eight lads in the fucking i think it's 21 people he's like we got three ships seven each We'll get them out with it.
2: That, oh, but there's this. Beauty, oh, oh, I'm so. Oh, it's such a good fucking movie because they're like, he, they're like, Paul says to his dad, he's like, these ships can only take six people, like six extra people in, con- in addition to what we have, but then Paul is like, there's, I think it's a, a, a refiner or a battery or something that weighs a yes. hundred kilos each, so that's another man. So Leto is just like, right. Get those off. Get, throw those out in the sand. And we'll, we'll don't get everyone them. on board.
1: Yeah, like I'm sacrificing my shields just to get these people out the of here. The
2: shield generators, like, that's it. They're 100 kilos each. Um, and you can't like, use shields, shields in the desert anyway. Because like, it attracts we, the world. We
1: just need the people. Like, we don't yeah. need the shields. And so um, and that's just like leadership at, at that point in crisis. And, uh, you also have um, like the imperial ecologist at that point is just like, look at that, I'm going, oh, he's slightly different. Oh shit! Yeah. Like he's not—he's not just here just to bite all the spice. He doesn't he a, actually cares
2: because the ecologist knows what's up. Lead Kynes knows what's oh, yeah. up with this whole transfer. Hundred percent.
1: aware they are all gonna die.
2: Yeah, um, and she's like, "Oh, this guy doesn't deserve this."
1: Yeah, um, and so they save all the people. And within that, Paul ends up like out in the spice, and yeah. he's like breeding it in, and it's use a Pokemon term—super effective oh. against all Paul.
2: He is sensitive um, to the old spice. It turns out he's
1: high as a fucking kite by the time that Josh Brolin arrives. Yeah, and it's just like, and I like the bit where, like, even when he's really high and he's seeing a day, and he's like, he's just daydreaming—not oh, daydream, but like he's seeing all these dreams constantly. They're just flowing through nonstop, and you get the sense that even when we're not seeing them, they're just constantly happening. Yeah. Um, and then Josh Brolin shows up. and He's like, "Heard your footsteps, old man." He just kind of mutters it under his breath, and he just—you see Brolin's arm just grab him and drag him. It's Like you're gonna die yeah. if you stay here.
2: Yeah, you need to sprint towards the ship right now. And yeah, and
1: they the, get him into the ship, and he's just like—he's absolutely over. And I like the fa- the bit where um, we also missed a bit where he nearly got assassinated by the the little fly thing.
2: Yeah, and, the uh, and he catches it. The Hunter Seeker, I think it's called. Uh, Oscar
1: Isaac has the great scene after that where he's just like, your man's like, oh, fire me. Like, I'm going to give him... He's like, no, just protect my so, son.
2: Just- someone tried to assassinate my son. You want to repent? You fucking find them. <laughs>
1: yeah, of course. But it's at this point where he's like a proper dad. He's like, what are you doing?
2: Yeah. You need he to act- He properly to chastises him. Like. It's like, you cannot do that. Like, But,
1: like, not in a, like... But not in a mean way. Just, like... You could have died Like what are you doing And Paul's like I just got lost in it Like I just I landed And the spice just took me
2: He gets inspected by the doctor And everything The doctor that everyone trusts
1: Doctor says he's he's grand Just needs a few tablets He'll sleep all night by Absolutely fine Not a bother on him And we're like I trust that doctor with my fucking life He's the guy He's
2: the guy He'll make it to the end
1: we all, at this point He also finds out his mother is pregnant. Well, he finds out as in like he sees it.
2: Yeah, because the spice has has, has awakened something in Paul. It turns, you know, those dreams yeah, it, that didn't always come true. They might be getting a bit more accurate.
1: Yeah, basically, he got interactive with the spice, and whatever magic he had, it just like multiplied it. Like it gave him a level up. He had a, he had the crash bandicoot. He got the mask. Yeah, <laughs> and now, now he's gone now, now he's flying so he is um, and so you have the bit where he's just like you find out the mother is pregnant and then they all go to bed Sean and to be honest with you lovely night's sleep not a worry in the world I
2: think um, end of part one right there
1: and uh, I'm thinking this is end of part one I'm thinking this is a nice movie everyone's yeah. lovely, everyone's alive I've been loving it so far uh,
2: uh, couple of things as well just on the going to sleep thing they're all given, like, sleeping tablets.
1: The doctor gives them all sleeping tablets, yeah.
2: Yeah, and L- Paul takes him. Uh, Lady Jessica, I think, takes him. Leto doesn't.
1: Yeah, because he doesn't want that.
2: He, no, he's just like, he's just. Like, I want to fall asleep fucking naturally. I'm under so much stress. In the books, he's awake for, like, days on end. He just takes caffeine pills to keep him going. Uh, and I like it. It's, this is just like... No, he doesn't want to fall asleep with synthetic things. Also, he has a conversation with Jessica, and he's just like, yes. "If it comes to it, will the Benny? G- will you protect Paul?" And she's like, "Of course, I'm his mother. I'm not asking his mother. I'm asking the Benny Gesserit
1: Yeah, will like, you protect? You're Paul? A weird. You're a weird witch nun, cult. Yeah, will you go with them, or are you going to protect us?" There's your one to two. Because cause I think he says, like, Paul is very distracted. What the fuck is going on? What did you tell him? Yeah. That ever since he met your weird witch nun leader, he's yeah. been all over the place. He's been
2: off. Yeah. And, it's and that's like, why he
1: was down, because he thinks that's why Paul was down by the ship, like, nearly dying earlier on. He's like, his brain is not around. What, what did you do to him?
2: That's it. And yeah, and he knows, like, oh, you can control people, like, with your, with your voice. What if she told him to go you know, sit in front of a sandworm. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, and so, I, and that's great, because, like, that's proper parent stuff. Now he's yeah. he's looking out for his kid. He's like, what's going on with him? Something off. But he doesn't realise, like, it's the spice more so than anything else. Like, it's not anything that she did. Um, no,
2: it's just the environment. He's on a planet made of the stuff, like.
1: Yeah, and so what happens, Sean, next is the movie decides to just kick you in the fucking face ...for the next, like, hour... Yeah, ...um... ...because it's all going. set up... ...up until this point... ...it's all yeah, just like...
2: ...this is all prologue, man...
1: ...this... <laughs> ...we're at the prologue... ...and it's at this point... ...about an hour and a half in... ...the movie decides... ...right... ...let's kill everyone... ...so... um ...what happens is... ...the Harkonnens turn up... ...and they've got yeah, their... They do. ...their fucking soldiers... ...their They're ghost s- recon boys... <laughs> ...with them... Um <laughs> And they basically, the Doctor betrays Leto. Yeah. Um, doctor, you, uh,
2: like, betrays, not just Leto, all of the Atreides.
1: He turns down the shields, he turns off the shields, turns off all the defense systems, and then fires a dart into his back. And I like the fact that it goes to him and the shield protects him that he's wearing, but the dart is in a place that he can't reach. So it's just slowly entering his it's bloodstream. It's its way in. And he can't get it. Um, and so then you have Oscar Isaac just basically paralyzed up against the wall, like he's he's awake but he can't move. And you see the doctor being like, "They have my family, like they have my yeah. wife. I had to do it. and um, That was part of the deal." And yeah, then I'm, just- and
2: he's, he's like, "I'm sorry." Uh, uh, and <laughs> Soz. two things, he replaces one of his back teeth with a poison capsule that will like yeah. produce a poison gas give him just one chance to kill the fucking baron and he takes the ring and he's like for paul which is like it must give leto some comfort because clearly he knows in that moment like okay he doesn't want to kill paul you know like
1: yeah paul's still alive
2: yeah paul is fine at the minute
1: and it's just it's just me and like and he's the type of person to be like i'll sacrifice my life oh he would dying a
2: second for his family like he, he yeah, wouldn't think so, twice
1: so he bit, he gets paralyzed and then all of the Harkin is just turned up and oh my god it's such a beautifully shot the bit when brolin and all that are awake and they get all the army together like let's fucking go and they all go yeah. sprinted out into the ships and the ships exploding is some of the best like it's it's I- because the rocket hits it and then it slowly implodes from the inside, and you can see it breaking apart as it does. It's just yeah. beautiful.
2: It looks like a like they've made a miniature and exploded that. Like it's that good. Uh, it's and I, I like how he's just shouting commands to people. Like anything with wings, get it off the fucking ground. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: yeah, and they're they're trying their best to survive, but like they're at, they they've all been woken up in the middle of the night. They've no yeah. defense systems, and they've got ghost recon teams along with Harkonnen teams just attacking them from all sides constantly. Like they don't have a fucking hope. It doesn't no, matter how just, much def-
2: they're on the back foot and, and they're outnumbered.
1: And it's also said that the Harkonnens attacked hundreds of defense posts yeah. simultaneously
2: because there's a bunch of like outposts all around the planet. Yeah, and so, they yeah just so they attacked every single
1: one of them at once, which I think Paul is like. They must have had like so many ships. Like, how did they have that many ships? Yeah. It's not possible. And, and he's they thinking some help. Yeah, so, some kind of
2: imperial fleet, if you will.
1: The- a bit where the soldiers are fighting on the on the stairs and they're like fighting down and then yeah. you have the lads land behind them and then they're, you're just like oh they're fucked like <laughs> they're just stuck in the middle
2: and it's all like swords and shields and spears that they're fighting with
1: uh, yeah and it, it's just really great like and it's not even about the fight scenes the fight scenes are fight it's just the vibe the the feeling that you get you're like there's no hope here like yeah everybody's you know they're gonna
2: lose you know they're going to lose. Uh, and
1: it's not even going to be close. Like, it's just going to be a massacre for everyone. We don't even see Brolin die, but, like, he's definitely dead. Is he?
2: You've uh, we, read the book, Sean. Look, <laughs> there, look I, what I will say, it's, like, Gurney Halleck, who is an amazing soldier and an amazing musician as well as it goes, but he's oh. against the full might of the Emperor's death force, Connor. <laughs>
1: I assumed he was dead <laughs> um, <laughs> and
2: I Duncan gets a fuck like Duncan Idaho gets a he just yes. walks through lads here
1: and and you get this sense that holy shit you don't fuck with Duncan so Duncan no. like leaves his room and he's like what the fuck is going on and he just sees soldiers and he just goes into game mode and he just starts mowing through lads and like more lads are coming from the left and he's mowing through them and he's just like these are not just herconants
2: yeah because like, he knows by fighting them That they're...
1: Like, he knows their fighting stats. He's like, they're in Harkonnen gear, but they're definitely not Harkonnens.
2: These are a different Um, thing altogether.
1: uh, Yeah, so then, um, just them... Duncan's escape, by the way, is, like, really great. Because we're with him, and he gets into a ship, and he gets up into the fucking air. You're constantly thinking he's going to die. He's going to die. But he gets out of there, and he escapes. Um, And and I think it's a
2: testament to this movie that had the story just followed Duncan from here on... I think it would still be as interesting... Even if they deviate from the books, that amount. I would still watch that character just go about... because yeah, he's like, the coolest the person in the whole adventure. movie. He's the coolest fucking person in the world. Like,
1: <laughs> he, like, He's just like the biggest badass, but the nicest man in the whole yeah. world. So you're just like, yeah, let's follow him. Um, you're right, on and the then, other
2: side of the compound, you have uh, Paul and Jessica
1: being yeah, kidnapped. Yeah, and, and they've been... Ki- basically kidnapped and put in a ship and the Harkins are like we're not going to kill them but we're going to drop them in the desert and then they start saying things like they're going to have sex with Jessica. Yeah, a bunch of rapey um, stuff
2: going on. Just a, uh, a bunch
1: of rapey vibes which to be fair up until this point I was still on bad terms with the Harkins at that point anyway. there wasn't a Really solidified was like, for it for you. This has know? turned me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what
2: these guys are pretty bad. But there's, there's really good things like one of the guards that they brought is deaf so the voice can't be used on him. Uh, yes,
1: and and you notice that because they do sign language. So Jessica's like sign lan- languaging over to Paul, like yeah. the language of like he's deaf. We can't use the voice on him, so Paul's like okay, but they don't cover Paul's mouth because they're like he doesn't have any powers. Fuck yeah, him. Um, but Jessica does. So they they gag her, and Paul is like trying to use the voice, and you manage just like slaps him around the place. Like what the fuck you doing? And um, and eventually he gets it to them to. Re- lower down her thing i
2: like how that's the plan like and it's in the book as well but it's such a good play because he could try and control him like oh kill everyone and take control of the ship or i can get the person who's most powerful with the voice in this helicopter and just get her able to speak
1: because he's he's aware like she's the most powerful person here like i need to get her free like because i can't do this he knows I, i might get i might win once but she'll like win every single one
2: yeah, like, he knows his limits, and she he knows she's way better than him.
1: And so she gets free and is basically just, stab your friend. Okay, open the door. Okay, throw him out. Okay, stab him. And she yeah. just, like, mows through them using the voice, which is just really cool to see, to be honest.
2: The voice effect is really good as well. Like, that echoey, like, layered thing that they do. Yeah,
1: he said um, that he wanted, like, the voice not just to be their voice, but it sounds like they're hearing all of the millennial... Millenniums of people who've used the voice as well, so when they speak you yeah. hear like, thousands of voices at once
2: that's another thing as well actually um it, it just it, it lower say the reverend mother uh of the Beni jesuit like has all of the other reverend mothers' knowledge like going back 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 back, however far so that yeah the, that the voice carrying the weight of all of those magical, powerful people <laughs> makes a lot of yeah. sense.
1: And I just think it sounds cool, just in terms of a sound effect. Good stuff, yeah. guys. Um, the sound design
2: on this film is really good. Uh, <laughs> we didn't really talk about but the ornithopters, like the dragonfly helicopter things. Oh, beautiful. Uh,
1: just fucking gorgeous. Sounds
2: so good, like the beat of the wings and everything like that. It's so good. And,
1: and I mean, it's something so simple. Apparently, they actually went out to the desert and they just recorded the sounds of the sand. Yeah. And then they just blew it up. Onto the screen Amazing. to get it out. Like, like Insta- it's- instead, of like doing it, just like not naturally, they just went yeah. out there and they got this out of the pouring sand on
2: like a soundstage or something. It doesn't yeah. have the same effect. Oh
1: my god, everything's. They just went above and beyond. It shouldn't work, but somehow it does. Um, it does so- indeed. Also, <laughs> oh, you you know what I loved is the next scene where we have um, Oscar Isaac naked. And he's just like yeah. And it's such a well shot scene Of like How do you absolutely destroy this man Who like is a duke And he's like the leader he's
2: been so respectable And like so Like at the peak The whole movie Yeah
1: And so now he's just paralyzed Completely naked Just like Can't move At the one end of a dining table And then at the other end Of Stellan Skarsgård As all villains do Eating and talking at the same time, like... Just telling instant, them, like, like,
2: you're... He's disgusting. He's a disgusting yeah. human. Like, and he... Like, he's so... fat. Like, he has the suspenser things, like, the the floaty orbs. He needs them to move around. Because he's just so... Gluttonous, I suppose is the word. He,
1: he like, it, he's just... All, but the great shot is, like, you have him eating. And, like, behind him he has all of his generals and, like... All of his right and left hand men, and mm-hmm. then on the far side you just have Oscar Isaac's just paralyzed body just lying there like you've like you've got nothing. Like I'm after taking everything from you.
2: Yeah. Like and th- look, this might be me reaching. Do you know the statue of the Pieta? Which is like Mary cradling Jesus after he came down from the cross.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: He's in that exact pose Oh. <laughs>
1: I don't know if you're... Are you reading a lot of forums, Sean?
2: I might be reading a lot of forums, all right? But I just think it's a fucking great scene. But uh, I, I mean, and it gets I just, better.
1: I, the way I took it was just... They've literally taken everything... Even the clothes off his back. For a while. Yeah. Like they've, and you're just sitting at his they've table... this eating, man. Eating his food. And he's just got nothing left. Um, and yeah, so then the doctor comes in... And he's like... I'll lower down the shields for you, bud... I, yeah. And you said you are going to release my wife Because this always works in every film I've ever seen um, This plan is going to work perfectly You're the bad guy, you're definitely going to release release my wife now right? So, and the bad guy's like Of course I released of course. your wife
2: You can go and see your wife
1: Yeah, I didn't tell you Your wife was in heaven And then he kills Ooh. him Because of course he does Because the that guy who betrays him off. always dies Yeah, never. why would you trust um, the
2: Baron In anything?
1: And uh, yeah, then you have the him talking to Oscar Isaac, and he's just basically gloating. And he's yeah. just like, What did you actually think I would ever give up this planet? Like, the Emperor wants you dead. Like, nobody likes you and your family. You're just an awful person. Um, and Oscar Isaac bites into the tooth that's behind yeah. him, and do- him, and he poisons him, and he poisons the whole room.
2: Whole room. He, and he knows he's going to kill himself doing it, but he's like, It doesn't matter at this point. Like I'm yeah, dead but he
1: anyway.
2: Has nothing. Fuck yeah, him. and so he, yeah, he, he poisons gas. There's a great scene of like everyone clawing at their throats, like Piter who's played by David Asmalkian, uh like all clawing at the throats and robes and everything like that. And then the guard just like closing the door in a panic. Yeah, like, and everyone's locked inside.
1: And you're thinking they did it. They're after killing the baron. Wow, what a great choice. (laughs) Well, I guess
2: this is the end of the film. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Oh, I thought it ended when they were all happy. Now I think it's going to end now with the bad guy's dead. Um, And so we come back to Paul and Jessica. They're in, like, a tent. And they're basically, like, just in the middle of the desert now. Like, they're fucked. And they're just camped out now underneath all this sand. And they're just kind of talking. And Paul is just, like... I was going to word, use the word sniffing, but he's inhaling so much spice yeah. that it's just, like... I'd say huffing is the word. Huffing. Like, he's he's absolutely not there. Like yeah. He, I saw a lot of
2: people criticise this scene. Uh, Did you? On the forums. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> okay. No, not on the forums. Like, just, like, like, a few news articles. I read a few June reviews and people were like, the character of Paul is very, like, weird and off-putting and like i'm like that's what he's supposed to be because he's like a 16 year old who just discovered he can see the future all at once And he also
1: sees like he sees a million battles and he sees him with blue eyes and he sees like him killing people and he also the most important part is that he sees a lot of people dying in his name as like under the atreides banner Yeah, like a religious fucking cult Killing people under his name
2: Very interesting that you say that Like a religious kind of holy war In the books It's referred to as a jihad Like that's That's the thing, they call it a crusade in the movies I see why they did it But in the books uh, He has visions of this holy war Waged in the name of Paul Like
1: yeah and, and like that he's just freaking out like he's cause he's just it's like he's has the visions on steroids now and yeah. he's just like seeing all this shit and he's like and holy fuck like so many people it. are dying
2: this is the shit he used to see in his dreams but he could just write it off as dreams but now he's like he's fully awake and he's still seeing it
1: so he doesn't know how to react and I, I think like he reacts like as you said a 16 year old like what the fuck is going on
2: yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he's, he just starts losing his mind he's furious as well because he's like you did this to me and his mother like, yeah, he's like I exactly. didn't ask for this
1: like I just wanted to be a normal child and you yeah. gave me these powers and now I have to see all these people dying in my name in some weird like war that I don't even know is going to happen is yeah. it going to happen is it not I'm just seeing all these visions of all these people dying, and me dying, and you dying, and Duncan dying. And I've I've seen seen them all at once all the time. (laughs) I've I've seen everyone I love die multiple times a day. That's going to mess with you. And so they emerge from the tent, and eventually they... they, Like, literally, two seconds later, Duncan flies past. This is a
2: beautiful scene. This is such a good scene. Uh, Go for it. So, so first of all, Duncan had already been, and he was speaking to uh, the ecologist... Um, yeah, being I do like, You knew yeah. this was going to happen. That like, it was a small scene, but it's just like Duncan has figured everything out basically by this point. But he comes up and he sees Paul because and
1: Jessica. he knows. Sorry, he knows that the, those weren't hearkening uh, yes. soldiers. So he's like, "You knew the Emperor was going to fucking do this to us," and she's like, "I wasn't allowed get involved. I just yeah, had to sit it's back. Not my
2: business to say." Yeah, uh, but he comes up and he sees Paul and Jessica, and he runs up and he hugs them both. And then he, like he's like, Leto's dead. And then he just drops to his knees and calls Paul my duke. And yes. It's like, it's like, you're so loyal to the Atreides. Like, you are still operating as if this family is still in control.
1: Like, there's only three of you left. You three. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you're it. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: like, that's it. That's the whole family. Unless somebody's left back on the whole planet, but that is... You are all that's left in terms of power.
2: Yeah, and like in and like in chain of command. like because uh, Jessica and Leto aren't married. They're just like a concubine situation. So like Paul is the last person with the Atreides name. Like that's and Duncan is still like, okay, I answer to you.
1: And so uh you also have um at this point, don't, yeah, as I said, Duncan meets them, and then you have um them cutting back and they're just like we gotta kill the sun. The sun's after getting away. We yeah. gotta t- hunt them down and kill them. Um, and so you have Duncan, he, him, and the ecologist basically take them back to. I'm gonna say her base is that. Yeah. you describe it as
2: it's like an old um like ecology outpost that they had. Um, and so the Harkonnens wouldn't necessarily look for it, and it might be a bit safer. Is what they're going for.
1: And they basically like Paul has figured it all out now as well, and he's just like the emperor has basically killed us because he didn't want um, he didn't want us uprising, taking all the families against him. Yeah. So the idea was he's just gonna kill us off and then just still lead over everyone. Um, yeah. And, and Paul, he, and and Paul like, is I'll like, marry s- his, I'll marry one of I'll marry one of his daughters, and I'll like go to the top.
2: That's it, and they're like, "You plan to be emperor after this?" Like, <laughs> yeah. because he's still, he's. It's like he's trying to think politically at this point. Like, what, what, what does he have to bargain with?
1: What would, what would my dad do? Is what he's trying to think.
2: Yeah, and he like, and he gets it pretty much entirely wrong. Um,
1: yeah, and I think um, at this point, then that they get to the space, they're only there for like maybe a minute or two before yeah. they get hunted down. Yeah, they do.
2: um, Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Oh, this fucking scene, man. Go for it. Okay, so, like, a legion of Sardaukar soldiers drop down on this base.
1: Proper ghost recon. Proper. Proper. They're rappelling
2: down and everything. Yeah. Uh, Well, they're, like, hovering, I suppose. But, uh, and Duncan realises this. And he's like, you guys stay here. He locks the door behind him And he takes on I want to say 14 Death troops Oh I had
1: 12 So I'll I'll take 14 though So uh,
2: Whichever But More than 10 Elite (laughs) Imperial death troops By himself Before getting stabbed Through the stomach
1: it's 1v14, but, like, the 14 are all just as trained as he is. <laughs> he's just like, yeah. fuck it, I'm going to defend my king. Like, and, like, they're funneling towards
2: him, like, in a hallway. And then they start cutting through the door, and he stands back up and roars stabbed. at them. After being stabbed yeah. through the stomach, and he roars at them, stopping oh. the laser cutting through the door, allowing Paul and Jessica to escape. Yeah, he, he, uh, he's buying
1: them time, basically. Yeah.
2: And he realises that, and he knows that when he locks the door. But he's so willing to do it.
1: Don't get the nicest man in the whole world. (laughs) Oh, and then.
2: But then we have to reconcile ourselves with the fact that <laughs> Duncan's Duncan I, dead. Duncan's dead in that hallway, man.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, if he does come back, I don't know if he does. Right? In the I mean, next, he's box, dead in was, the hallway, Connor. I mean, he's dead, right? But I was worried that they were going to bring him back somehow. Because like, Jason Moore is a big star, but I after the first stabbing, I was like maybe he can still come back. Like, he's, like, he's going to crawl. And then he stands up again. And then, like, repeatedly standing up. Like, all right, now he's dead. <laughs> yeah, fair he's,
2: he's fairly well gone at this point. Yeah,
1: okay, he's, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> um, and so the uh, the ecologist is like, right, uh, I'm going to split up. You two take the, the ship. And I'm going to go out to the other pl- area. And we'll both escape. Because the ship boy takes two. So... Uh, mother and son they get into the ship and they fly away and then she's about to get on one of the sandworms and then she gets stabbed and yeah um, and she just gets taken out
2: but like and but even like at that point she starts banging on the ground in yes. a rhythm which attracts sandworms uh because we learned earlier that they're attracted to anything that doesn't sound like the natural desert
1: and she says to Paul, get the get the ship over 5,000 feet or 4,000 feet or so. Like, it, there's yeah. a big sandstorm coming in. You need to get above that. And so we uh, see them flying. And at the same time, you have uh, Batista goes back to Skarsgård. And he's like, they flew into a fucking dust tank. There's no survival. There's surviving. no way.
2: Like, there's no way they're, they're alive. They're dead.
1: I'm telling you they're dead And also he's still alive somehow He's in a load of black goo Don't know how that's working out Sean It's
2: like a healing tank kind of thing There's a there's a great scene actually When they come in to check the room After the gas went off And he's just like clawed himself to the ceiling Yes To survive
1: What's up with that? He's like a weird like He reminded me of Batman In Batman vs Superman Kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah But yeah, well, he's
2: like feral at that point Because he's just like <laughs> Presumably there's like this Tiniest sliver of air up there And that's where he went <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and so we come back to paul and jessica in the ship and he basically keeps getting visions like the the spice is now just absolutely just riddling this lad yeah and so he decides the spices just tell him let go let go let go to let go the of your whole body just let it happen and he's seeing all this through um one man who he's is going to be his i would say leader messiah uh teacher Best friend. Probably for the next best friend for the next few years. Um he's seen all these visions. This guy's telling them all about the spice, tell them all about the desert. These two yeah. are gonna get on like a house on fire.
2: Stilgar, man, he's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna be quite the player, shall we say. <laughs> yes. I tell you man, probably Stilgar is my R2. dude. I he's so cool. He's such a cool motherfucker. Who? Stilgar.
1: Oh yeah, sorry, no, I, no that's not Stilgar who's in the who's in the um he that he's seeing it's the other guy in the freeman tribe
2: oh sorry sorry jamis sorry yes uh, and
1: that's who he's seeing that's being like we're best friends sorry we'll look after you
2: yes there is another vision of Stillgard that happened at another point in this movie yes i got confused
1: yes. <laughs> um and so but yeah uh, oh sorry him so- and
2: jamis yeah best friends to to, to best the friends.
1: end forever to and literally and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's <ride> or die. <laughs> not much riding going on. Um oh, and so not yet. Part two. Uh, they, they, they they survive the dust and they crash land and they get the suits on and they're just yeah. like, We gotta walk in the desert, like we're we're going we're going here. And so they do the sand walk as yeah. well, which, which is a call back to earlier on. Yeah because
2: he was looking at it in the encyclopedia. Um and there's I, that looks Substantially less goofy Than I thought it would From the book
1: Yeah But I suppose it makes sense You just don't make a rhythm Like you just You're constantly Yeah you kind of Stagger your steps
2: shit. You sweep the sand Like to make it seem like Oh this isn't a human Walking around
1: And so they They have a run in With a big sand A big sandworm shot Sean That is yeah. set at um, Set at like dusk Which is Perfect time Because it's slightly perfect. dark So the CGI Doesn't have to be amazing still looks fantastic still looks class and also it adds a level of horror to it I think because you're just like holy shit where the fuck is it I can't even see it's not daytime could it take
2: yeah and like the sprint away from the sandworm is amazing
1: you just get the level of like the size the size difference is what really comes across
2: it's something that this movie does really well is scale like just how big things actually are
1: it constantly shows people beside certain things or yes. like it gives you it gives you somewhere to look at go okay well that's not that big holy shit that must be fucking gigantic then. that's
2: insane uh, yeah like cuz we and we see it earlier on when he's at the like uh, spice harvester you see Paul next to the spice harvester and then the worm comes up and swallows that harvester <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and so they survived the worm and it's only because like they're literally sprinting and the music is going like fucking mad Hans Zimmer's having a fucking freak out and <laughs> he's going mad playing uh, but they're they're sprinting they survive only because somebody has started using one of the sand thumpers, the thumpers. I think it's called yeah. um, somewhere else and Paul is like we only survived because someone started using one of them like we would have been dead someone's watching
2: us is basically what he's saying there
1: yeah and so they very soon after they run into a group of freemen um and it's actually zendaya she's in the movie movie, it turns out she she turns out (laughs) she's not just in like seeing futures things she's actually in the present
2: She's actually a real person i think she has set like her part is expanded quite a bit in part two oh
1: pa- like, part two I'm assuming like is her movie because they've killed off half the crew <laughs> they in a bunch yeah, more people
2: the, the cast budget has gone substantially down for the second oh, movie the I CGI
1: think. effects are going to be off the charts part two <laughs> like, we do have, have to pay 60 million dollars to these people
2: uh, but they run into uh, a group of uh, Fremen like led by Stilgar uh, and they're just like Okay, the boy can stay because he's young enough to learn our ways but the mother, is, she's she's too far gone. She'll never be able
1: and to And they go to kill her but she uh, defeats Stilgar. Well, not defeats him but like, she's like she the fuck off me.
2: Outmatches him. Yeah, like she because uh, they know the weirding way uh, which Stilgar says. So that's it's a form of fighting where your movements basically accelerate at different times. So you can against someone who doesn't know that way of fighting you, you you have the upper hand all the time and Silgar is even like why didn't you say you could fight like that obviously you can stay now <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's at this point that um, what's the other guy's name
2: Jamis. Jamis.
1: and Jamis not a big fan of this even though we're, him and Paul are going to be best friends he's like oh yeah that can't stand that she can't do that to our leader I'm going to fucking I'm going to put it. up a fight here I'm going to fight her
2: but and but he but Stilgar is like Jamis, you can't fight her. She's a Cyadina. That's the Fremen word for a Benny Gesserit
1: Ah, okay, right. And so, see, I didn't understand that. And so that's then, it. That's then, it. Then, it just
2: drops in, like.
1: Yeah, I was like <laughs> I didn't understand it, but i was good with it. I was just like, yeah. okay, right. He so can't, oh, fight, he can't her. fight her. So who's, Perfect. <laughs> okay, right, I, I get that gist. Who's he fighting then? And I'm like, okay, well, you only have Paul. So I was like, right, he's got to fight Paul. Yeah. And there's a and Paul's like, okay, I'll be her champion. And so there's a great scene beforehand where Paul is seeing a million different futures and he's seeing himself die a million different ways in all these different ways in the fight. And I love that idea that, like, he's seeing all the ways that he loses and he sees them all so that he never does any of them yes. that actually in real life. And so, but the best part about this is I was like, but isn't that the guy that's going to be his friend? Like, can't end the death. Like, that's the guy that... Him and your man are going to be best friends. So it doesn't make any this. sense. <laughs> the, and uh, so there's a great also comes with, over to him.
2: Yeah, she's Chani. It's her character's name. And she's like, if you're going to die, you should, it would be an honour to die with this weapon. This and that's the
1: blade he keeps seeing all movie long that yeah. he dies from.
2: The thing about that blade, the reason it's sacred, it's a tooth from one of the sandworms that they call Shai-Halud. just means basically the god worm. Uh, but if you draw that blade, it has to touch blood before it goes back in its sheath. Like, that's the tradition. So there's a moment earlier, and it's real subtle, but like, because they all drew their blades when they saw Paul and Jessica first. Before they put them away, they all cut their hand and then I put it back in i seen that. I didn't yeah. understand
1: what was going on.
2: Once the blade is drawn, it needs blood before it goes back in. That's their... Tradition
1: or what? Like, it's just going to go. Fuck off! (laughs) No, but like, why does
2: anyone do any tradition? You know, it's just like, oh, it's the right thing to do.
1: Okay, right. I like the idea. Like, you don't get blood. You put it back in, and you pull it back out, and it just crumbles.
2: (laughs) You be fuck fuck you. (laughs) You be gas crack at the Trevi Fountain. You know what? Why are you throwing money into (laughs) (laughs) it?
1: I just don't understand customs, Sean. Sorry.
2: (laughs) What Um, did you think of the jewel?
1: I thought it was great like I love the idea that he has seen all of the reasons of how he dies and so he can't be beaten like he's just seen every possible future of what stupid things he does yeah so when he wins I don't I didn't see that as him being the best fighter ever like I don't see that as Paul being like his expert fucking marksman I just see it as like he it's the Groundhog Day effect like he has just seen enough futures to be like, okay, oh, well, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to yeah. do that. I'm going to do he f- this.
2: He found 10,000 ways to not make a light bulb, kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, like he, he found out the 10,000 ways where he dies, and he's like, okay, I'm going to do the 10,000 first way, and hopefully that will be the me die. One. the um That's the different
2: one. During the fight as well, because, and I, I, I touched on this a few weeks ago when we were talking about Dune, I think it was one of the trailers, but Paul is still fighting as if he's wearing a shield. And his opponent is wearing a shield. Yes. So he's really fast. And then just before the kill, he slows down. And he tries to get your man to yield because he doesn't want to kill him.
1: And he and he tries three times yeah. to get him to yield.
2: And your man is furious with this. Like, Jamis is like, this is an insult to me.
1: That's and, even worse than killing him.
2: Yeah. And Silgar is like, is he fucking tying with him? Like, this isn't right. And Jessica's like, no, he's never killed a man before.
1: Like, he's, he's a fucking kid, like. We just, he just brought here and his dad died yesterday. <laughs> he's
2: been through a lot in the last 48 hours, I'll be honest.
1: <laughs> and so, like, eventually he just decides, okay, I have to kill him. Because there's no way out of this. Like, the guy won't give up. And yeah. so he has to kill his new mentor. But But that, I think, is really interesting. Because that means he's not reliable. Like... He has seen that multiple times. That guy be his mentor in multiple different futures, and the guy's just dead. Like,
2: Paul, yeah, he like he sees multiple versions of multiple futures. Like so, it's even more because if it was just one, it'd be fine. Um, but when you see, and now the we enti- can't trust him. Yes. So when you see the entire web, it's just like he's like he still has choice in the matter. You know, he can still do different things. Um, and I
1: think that's... It makes him less... Like, you don't have to nerf him then. Because when he does win the fight, I'm just like, okay, well, he's seen all the futures. But he also seen this guy be his best friend, and he killed him. So, what next fight, does he trust all the futures that he sees? How many futures does he have to see before he's like, okay, I have the general idea of how yeah. not to die in this see, one?
2: And what would be really interesting is if he was like... If he saw... The futures that he wanted and then was like okay this is what i need to do to make this happen
1: exactly um and you know if that happens or not so don't be <laughs> i like the i don't have a clue I, don't, I
2: genuinely don't have a clue <laughs> i was just saying that'd be cool
1: <laughs> how many books have you read uh, five Fine, <laughs> <But>, okay. <laughs> Just to get that clear. Um, and so eventually he does win the fight, and the movie ends with him basically saying, I want to stay with Stilgar, I want to stay with the Freeman, I'm now yeah. part of the Sand People, um, and I'm going to use Sand Power, and we're going to fucking take back this planet.
2: Yeah, like his destiny lies in the desert, I think he says. something. Yeah, like that.
1: I think that's <laughs> the line he says. So the movie ends as a part one, a definite part one, surely. Yeah. Um, ...of like the first half of this movie... ...that the minute it finished I was like... ...fuck I want to see how it happens next... ...or what happens I, next... ...it was like a two ...I wanted continued. to keep going...
2: ...like I've, I've... ...and I've not had that feeling with a movie... ...like in a while... ...like I think Infinity War... ...had a bit of that... ...where I was like... ...oh I want to see this carry on... ...but this is like... ...because I like... ...and to be fair I do... ...pretty much know what's going to happen... ...but I want to see it on screen... I want yeah. more of the same, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I... And I knew nothing of this movie going in. And it was just literally... I finished it and I was like, fuck it, can't wait to see what happens next. It was... And I touched on it at the very, very start. But it's the exact same feeling I got watching the early seasons of Game of Thrones. When you're, like, doing a binge... Yeah. And you finish an episode and you're like, fuck, I may click on the next episode to know, you know what, what
2: happens. Do you know what it felt like? It's like... You had maybe two seasons of Game of Thrones to binge and you watched them all within like a week and then you had to wait week yes. on week for those episodes to come out. <laughs> and
1: you're just like, Oh, it's trickling. But like not season eight, but like <laughs> no, like no. season three. Like you you binge season three, and you're like, can't wait for season four to come out. What the fuck yeah. is gonna happen? Um like-
2: it, it's. I'm. I'm. I'm honestly so happy that this movie did as well as it has. I'm delighted it's getting a sequel, uh, and like, it's made decent money as well. In addition to it's, it's on HBO Max as well. Which. So it's,
1: I think it's made um, as of our recording three hundred million dollars on a hundred and sixty dollar budget or sixty million dollar budget. Yeah. So. so
2: it's pretty much like doubled. Like you need to usually double your money from your budget. To make it well with provi- this
1: cast, you'd probably need to quadruple it.
2: Well, that's fair. That's very fair. But like, like they've done that in a time when a lot, you know, a lot of cinemas have restrictions or might not even be open and things like that. Also, with the HBO Max streaming, that was obviously going to take away uh, box office sales.
1: So, in in regards to the film itself, what are I mean, I'm trying to think of some negatives because I think we've just been gushing over this movie and stuff. Yeah, um, like and there are a
2: couple, I suppose. Like it would be nice if the characters who have a lot of um, a lot of parallels drawn to Middle Eastern culture and influence, it'd be nice if they were portrayed by you know Middle Eastern actors. That's I think a fair casting thing um, that you could mm. you could level against the movie. Um, but like structure wise. Like I, from knowing how much is in the books, like there's stuff that they left out, but quite honestly, you'd have to because it's too much, you know. Now,
1: I I haven't read the book, but for me, just watching it, like it seemed like not it's not a perfect movie, but it might be a perfect adaptation if you were going to do an adaptation.
2: Yes, that's like the best adaptation oscars would be like like
1: like, has to be that's that's not to say oh it's the best movie ever but if you take that book and as i said at the start there's six million possible futures you chose the one where like we're gonna do the most justice to try and get this out to the most people and get it watched by the most people and enjoyed by the most people not just the people who just read the book
2: yeah and and i i really do think it achieved that i'm like i'm really interested into like how you feel about it as a non-book person. Uh, like
1: I think... I mean... I have like I like this movie more than I've liked... Every Star Wars property since probably The Force Awakens. Um, fair. And... I mean... I, But that, I think The Force Awakens had that... Like I already kind of liked Star Wars before that. And so then... It had been a few years. That came out. And it was actually really good. And I was like, okay. I'm all in. Yeah. Um, but I mean... The more I was watching this, the more. And this is going to piss off a lot of people. I was like, Star Wars should be ashamed of themselves (laughs) that they couldn't
2: do this. You watch (laughs) The Last Jedi and then watch this.
1: (laughs) Like, the fact that, like, you had that built in, you're Star Wars. Like, this is coming out of. This might have had the book. It came first. And this is what Star Wars is based off. But culturally, Star Wars has a lot more money in the bank. And they're just fucking. Like, shit in the bed <laughs> like, Probably for the, than the like, Just, like, coasting. And this yeah. guy comes along and is just like, no, we're going to fucking go all in. We're going to do this right. This is pure sci-fi. And I was just like, Star Wars, you know you could do this as well. Like, you don't have to coast off just being Star Wars. Yeah, because
2: this is, like, and I think a lot of that is, is that it's a very, fle- even just the first book alone, it's a fully fleshed out, lived in world. Whereas like with Star Wars, it started with the movies and then they fleshed it in in a bunch of like, you know, uh, orbiting media that, you know, casual movie watchers wouldn't enjoy Mm. or wouldn't necessarily pick up. say. But this you have like everything's there in the few pages and then you pick and choose from that. And so the people who have read it are like, that's something I recognize very clearly. I like it. And, oh, my uh,
1: laptop is on battery saver mode We'll wrap Hang this on. up
2: quickly then uh, Oh he's plugging I'll in and charger. out the charger That's fair God we need some kind of Butlerian jihad That's a June reference To when they killed All the computers Oh,
1: uh, oh
2: God Look lads You can't see the We're video in. But I've never seen A man more panicked in my life
1: Okay I saved it I
2: saved it Excellent Excellent God it's fucking I couldn't have done that It, w- it wouldn't have had The same energy You know uh, but what I was saying you have like you can pick and choose for all the book readers oh that's really cool I recognise that that makes me happy but then for all the people who just watch the films it's like oh here's something that like is mentioned I can dig deeper on that if I want but I don't need to know it to enjoy this film
1: yeah I mean and look I think we haven't touched on it well I think we probably have but in terms of casting I think Chalamet is fucking excellent in this yeah. Um, I think everybody gets it. To be honest with you, um, I don't think there's any weak links. I think it's directed perfectly. I think the cast is outrageous. <sighs> I see. Here's the thing: I don't want to go too far into the deep end and be like, "This is the new sci-fi of our generation. This is amazing." No, and I don't think it has
2: I mean, to be. Well, first I, of all, it was the sci-fi of the last generation. First,
1: that's true. <laughs> but I just think we can look at this and go, "You know what? This is kind of the Star Wars movie I wanted." but like (laughs) in the last few years. But this is really fun. And I'd like to live in this world a little more. And I want to see more about it. And I think it's really interesting. Um, And I didn't think I'd say that coming in. I thought I'd be very bored being like, this is a bit by the numbers. What can you do? Like, oh, this is ripping off this. But I was just like, throughout the whole thing. I was just, just so interested in finding out more and I think that's the most the biggest compliment that I can give it that it finished and I was like I want to know more like what's going on what happens fuck is, are they going to survive is that not going to survive oh my god
2: that's the thing and like I was really terrified that you were going to hate this movie and this would be a very different <laughs> review but like it's not it's I just think it's I don't find watching it there's nothing in it that ruins my experience if that makes sense. Like every but element if, that if was- you
1: If you could approach it and like it as someone who's read all the books, or five of them anyway, and I could approach it and like it as someone who doesn't even really like Star Wars, <laughs> I think Star Wars is pretty good. But like, I you like Star Wars a lot more than I do. Like you're more of a diehard. Um, mm. And I like some of the movies and I'm like, it's fine. Um, but I could come into this... And I'd be like This is I thought this was Outrageously good For what it is I mean Like For what it's attempting I just think it nails it I just think Sometimes you don't have to Look at a movie and go In terms of Is that the best movie ever Just like Did it nail what it's trying to do To me It fucking nailed it. it
2: Yeah Absolutely And like I feel I could show this movie To like my parents And like they would They would have a good time With it as well I think it has that Universal appeal And you can go deeper If you want to
1: but then again, I also think that people probably won't like it because they're like, oh, there's too much talking. And, and that's fine, too. Just personally for me, I was like, really, I'm really interested in that shit. I'm like, yeah, give me more. Yeah. Like, inter- you like a
2: fleshed out world, I think. I, I,
1: I like, like, fighting in between, but not fighting. Like, just, like, people saying things, but they really mean other things. Let's just political shit shithousery. Yeah, like... Political shit house throughs the vents point. Sean, um, I think we probably should bring this review to an end. We could probably we talk probably... about this for another three hours.
2: But, yeah, uh, I have it in me, but yeah, I think we should go back to our respective families. Probably.
1: <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> let's watch this movie again. I've seen From it twice. June, right now. <laughs> How many times have you seen it? Once. Just the once. That's good memory. I've I've seen it twice. Where's I had to mine? see it the second time. For to take down notes Because the first time You don't want to be Taking notes You look like a man No 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 um, But yeah um, Do you want to take us out Sean Yeah thanks everyone
2: For listening to this Bumper episode Of Movie Mondays This special review We tend to go a bit longer On the reviews Just to give uh, Give a bit and, of a chat and this one is it. like
1: I mean there's so much stuff It's yeah. dense
2: This is a meaty review So I hope you enjoyed it Let us know what you thought Of June And many ways You can do that uh, Twitter at Here's for higher pod The four is the number four Facebook is Detective Devilman's Discussion Group or Heroes for Hire Podcast. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast as well. Or just email us, heroesforhire underscore at outlook.com. Um, you can also message us on Patreon. Now, we do have a Patreon where we do other movie reviews like this. We recently did Blade. It was a bit of a Halloween special. Uh, so, uh, but often compared to June, actually, Blade. Um, I've heard some reviewers <laughs> describe it as that. And <laughs> so-
1: it's the Blade of the Underworld, they called it.
2: Uh, that's it no wait the
1: of the underworld never bite
2: <laughs> no the blade of the underworld that's what they call blade. June the, yeah, <laughs> that's <true. laughs> and so special shout outs as well go to the new unofficial wizard of Christ Church 8th in New Zealand Waffles the Magic Kira Lawler David Clark Ed Ball Joe Burney Roisin Shredoisin Halley, Ryan Right Time Evanson Sean Heroes Don't Do That Jameson Dominic Josiah Florida Gal Green Anna Team Irish Wallers, Roose, Little Dicky. one of the braver counsellors after a day of being creeped out asked the boys their names McGrew Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, and Sammy DeLucia. Ah, Thanks. you're missing one more, Sean. Missing one more?
1: Because we had Michelle It's My Birthday Brown, who was also <gasps> sent in um, and has become I, her patron today, about about two hours ago.
2: Ah, oh, Michelle, I, I updated the doc around noon. I'm so sorry, Michelle. Noon. Uh,
1: you're not keeping up with all the new patrons. No, consider,
2: um, oh, consider yourself added to the list. So M- Michelle's
1: uh, uh, husband actually uh, enrolled her. And, oh yeah, uh, and so she's called Michelle. It's my birthday, bro. So I'm assuming either it's her birthday today, or they say that they listen to Weird News Wednesday So it might be on Wednesday. I'm not quite sure. Happy birthday for both days.
2: Happy birthday for both days, and indeed all days. Every day should yes. be your birthday. Every day. Uh, that's I eat so much cake, lads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you everyone for the continued support and the new support. I feel really bad about uh, missing out on you, Michelle. But no, we got, I, I tricked we got you, you in there. You tricked me I, I've yeah. been had Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> uh, But listen If you want to Get a shout out If you want to join Those fine people Head on over to the Patreon uh, We do movie reviews And TV show reviews And a whole bunch of stuff Over there But the best way You can ever help out the show Is to tell one human being That we exist
1: Just the one please
2: And I think that's about it Connor
1: So I have been Connor Lawton I have been Sean Lee And we shall see you All next week Bye Bye